Welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And today we are going to be talking to Corey Kleinsasser, the founder of Concert Crap. Concert Crap is a concert coverage page that focuses on photos, reviews, and concert news. Uh, very exciting to, to be able to get him on this podcast. Can't wait to speak with him. It should be a, a fun one today, Eric. I'm excited, man. But before we can get into that, as always, we have our listener segment for our listeners all around the world, top three countries of this week. So let's dive right in. Coming in at number three, we have the Philippines. Nice, Philippines. And coming in at number two, we have the United Kingdom. Oh man, you guys. You may, we may as well just reserve a spot for you. You guys are so awesome. Thank you, you guys. And number one, we have Australia. Nice, again. So there you have it, guys. That's our top three for this week. Number three, the Philippines. Number two, United Kingdom. And number one, Australia. Thank you so much, you guys, for making our top three this week. And thank you to our listeners from all around the world. If you guys want to get in our top three next week, all you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with your neighbors, with whoever will give it a listen. And we could be shouting you out next. So here we go, guys. Here is our interview with Corey Kleinsasser, founder of Concert Crap. I hope you all enjoy. Hi. How's it going, Corey? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You are on now with Lisa and Eric. Hey, man. Hello. Hey, Eric. How are you? Good. First of all, how did your birthday go last week? It went really well. Uh, we were out uh, all day. Uh, pretty much during the day like we did a whole bunch of things locally around here i don't know if you guys like have uh the uh, round one out there it's kind of like a dave and busters we yes we do yes we were we, we were at that for a good while so i don't know we were just killing time and just rela- pretty much just relaxing because that was like the first time we were like out like all day without the baby like my my lady's uh, mom watched the baby pretty much most of the day, so that was like the first time we got to actually like go out and go do stuff without the baby. So that's great. Yeah. And how old did you turn? I turned twenty nine that day. Wow, nice, very nice. Well, happy belated. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. And congrats on your new kid. Yes, thank you. He just turned, I think, yeah, six weeks old today. Wow, oh, that's so great. Congratulations. That's a huge deal. Yeah, we were. It's funny. Uh, let me let me just go to a quick story with that because uh, we uh, we were told by two ultrasound technicians that it was going to be a girl, and then it turned out to be a boy. So wow. we, told everybody, we told everybody it was a girl, and everybody was expecting that. We were expecting that. A lot of people got us girl clothes. We even bought girl clothes ourselves, and then sure enough, a little boy. Jeez, wow! You just never know these days. You'd never know. Yeah, it was. It was very unexpected. Like when he like popped out, the the doctor was like, "Oh, it's a beautiful baby boy." And we're like, "What?" And, like me and me and my lady, we were just looking at each other, like, "Are you serious?" Like we were there for probably like a good five or ten minutes, just looking at each other, like shocked, like, "Are you kidding me right now?" We've been telling everybody the the opposite. Did you guys have one of those gender reveal parties early on? No, no, no. Okay, no. I was gonna say that no. could have been real awkward. Those people are too extra. We're, we're not like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's very unnecessary. Well, congratulations, regardless that you have a beautiful, healthy baby boy. Glad to hear that. Thank you very much. And yeah, I'm, I'm sure you guys see, like, I, I post about him, like, all the time, just on our story and everything, too, so. That's great. So, for our listeners, can you introduce yourself? 
Well, my name is Corey. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm 29 years old. Uh, I'm the owner and editor in chief of Concert Crab. So I started it. I think like a little more than almost five years ago. I think it'll be five years in October. But uh, yeah, like I just have a passion for music. I had a passion for writing and just just publishing like the events that I was going to. And yeah, just <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird talking about myself because I usually interview other people. So this is kind of different for me, I guess. Full role reversal right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I usually don't talk about myself. I usually ask people about their themselves. It's like, okay, well, what do you do? Like, what do you like, you know? Like, I, it, I, yeah, it's definitely a role reversal. And it's just a lot different for me doing this right now. I totally, like been, I totally get I, you. I think I've only been interviewed, I think, one other time. It was, it was a while back. Well, we're happy to have you today. So well, thank, thank you, you for I coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. So Concert Crap, you would say, is a concert coverage page with photos, reviews, music news, all that? Yeah, anything you can think of for music, we, we got it all. Like, we try, to, we try to be different. We try to be the same. We try to be just all over the place. Just anything you can think of for music-related coverage, we got it. So, like, like you said, photos, reviews... We're trying to expand into like more like playlist stuff because a lot of people are doing that. We're trying to just be different. We have like guest blogs, so we'll have bands, we'll have other artists like just write pretty much for us. Like if you want, if you have a thought or an idea or something you want to put out there, put it out there. Like it's up to you. Like I I give all my contributors and like even the guest blog pretty much creative freedom. There's pretty much not much you can't do on our site. So I try to just keep it as open as possible so i feel like i'm a huge like stepping stone for people who want to like I'm not, I'm not saying like you're gonna make it big after like writing for concert cut but you can you can create those opportunities for yourself with our site so right it's all about getting your foot in the door yeah like um i know i know a bunch of people that have worked for us that have like gone on to like bigger better paying jobs and opportunities and just branching out and just getting out there and talking to people like networking that's what it is that's that's the word i was thinking of sorry networking just networking with people that that are out there and that will help you get those opportunities so that's that's what i feel like we're a huge stepping stone towards so correct me if i'm wrong but i read that you started concert crap for a class in college back in 2013 yes i did um it was something actually that i wanted to do for a really long time like even even before I started it, like a bunch, like I was already going to a lot of concerts. Like I would probably like during that time, I would probably be going to like a concert a week, like at least one or two a week. And I was just like, damn, this is like this was like it was like the funnest time of my life. Like you know, like I would just go to like little local gigs, little little bands, like ten to twenty dollar shows. They were like super cheap. That's what I would spend my money on that and food, of course. But going out there just getting an opportunity to see all these bands that I really liked, that I really enjoyed, for really cheap. So that's what I like doing. And then I had a passion for writing, and that's what I was uh, going to college for. So lo and behold, I had a class. They were like, oh, okay, you have to start a blog, and you have less than a week to less than a week to tell me what the topic of your blog is going to be, what you're going to be writing about. So I was just like, oh, okay, I'm already going to all these concerts. Let me just do concert reviews. So the so teacher was like, yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. So I was just like... Okay, that's what I'm gonna write about, and then after, even after the class finished, I just kept going with it. So your passion so, for music made you stick with it. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, like I said, I, I was going to a concert like a week, sometimes like a couple of week, and I would just keep writing reviews and just keep going with it. Did so, you see the potential in the site early on while you were doing it for class? No, not at all. It was honestly just more of a hobby, and it still kind of is. I felt like it was it was an opportunity to, like I said already for like others, like it was an opportunity to get to know uh, people in the industry. So I think I even like I think it was like the next semester we, I had to do like interviews. It was like a reporting class. You you needed to think of uh, topics for interviews. So but you had to go out physically and like talk to people like you had to interview like a handful of people per article so i was just like oh okay that's great like i'll go do that i'll just interview bands i'll think of a topic and i'll interview bands so that's what i did and actually one of the first few bands that gave me that opportunity was stick to your guns nice so wow they, they were uh they're actually from uh, where i am like out here in orange county so 
it was it was kind of a it was a good opportunity. It was over the phone, so I interviewed two of the band members and then the artist, the their their manager at the time. So it was like really cool. I was just like, oh my god, like this band that I I really love, like is giving me this opportunity. That just like got my foot in the door, and I was just like, oh my god, this is like awesome. Like, yeah, that's a huge deal, especially at the time. Yeah, so I just I got a whole bunch of questions ready, and I interviewed them like over the phone. It was I don't know like fifteen twenty minutes long each, and it was just like wow, I can't believe like this is like happening. Like this is just this is amazing. I didn't I didn't realize like it's not that difficult to get in touch with these bands. You just have to create that opportunity for yourself. Just just send that email. Just do it. That's all you have to do. So I know you graduated in twenty fifteen with a degree in journalism. If you were able to get experience outside of concert crap. Can you explain some of the jobs that you've done over the years? Oh, yeah. I, um, I went for journalism, but it's just marketing in general. And that's what I've been doing since I've been out of out of school. I've been getting jobs in marketing and social media. And actually, I, I've been, I always tell this to people, like, the last two jobs that I've had, Concert Craft helped me get those jobs. People would, like, I would talk about Concert Craft, like, I, I would talk about it like nonstop, like kind of like I am right now, but I would talk about it in like job <laughs> interviews and I would say like, oh yeah, I started this in college like two, three, four years ago and this is what it's become. So because I'm the one that posts most of, I, at first I was the one posting most of the stuff myself to the to the website and I would be the one posting, I would say 90 to 95% for a good while uh, on all the social media. So I would be the one controlling all that stuff. And then a lot of employers were seeing that I was like going out there and doing this all by myself and they would be like, Oh, okay, well I'm going to hire you. So it's, it's created not just opportunities in the music industry, but just in my own like personal work life. So it, it definitely helps. And it's a definite like conversation started when it comes to anything. When do you think that you first started seeing the growth in the concert crap community? I'm not sure when it exactly started, I think just because at first, like, I was only posting, like, maybe a couple times as I had the chances to write about stuff, because obviously I had, like, work and other things and just doing that. But posting on, I think, the social medias, I don't remember when it started exactly, but I know just posting consistently to, like, Instagram, start, I would slowly start getting a following and I would, like, try to, like, learn what the best way was to grow an audience on Instagram. So I would, like, go in on different, like, artist pages or different uh, venue pages and I would just follow a whole bunch of people that I know would like would like and or follow my my page like concert crap so I would just go in and just follow a whole bunch of people that I know hey, like hey like if the, hopefully they come across my page they'll be like oh, okay I'll give this page a follow so just posting consistently I think to the Instagram was definitely a big help also I love the name of the page was that the original name you came up with for the <laughs> yes, site it was. Because because we had uh, when when, uh, when we had to create our or when we had to think of the topic of our site, uh, we just had to think of a name as well. I think uh, we looked at past uh, blogs from the last class because the teacher had access to them, so we just had to go in and look for like inspiration and stuff. And somebody was writing about like music related topics. And I think theirs was just like concert stuff. So I'm just like, oh, that sounds boring and generic. I'm not going to do concert stuff. And I just thought of like concert crap. And I told the teacher, she's like, oh, yeah, that's a great title. Like, it's, it's, uh, Rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. It, like people, every time I tell people like, well, when people like have, have, haven't heard about it, they always do like a vocal double take. They're like, what did you say? Like, did I hear that right? Like concert crap. So <laughs> I love yeah, the name. Like, yeah. When, when I was telling people, they're like, oh, OK, that's a cool name. And then, like, now when I tell people, they're like, oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I'm just like, oh, damn, that's cool. Like, I didn't even think of people hearing about it or of it. So when people even, like, recognize it now, it's pretty cool. So out of all topics to cover as a journalist, you chose music. Did you have any background in music growing up, like playing an instrument or playing in a band or anything like that? Or were you <laughs> always the kid going to shows? I was always the kid going to shows. Uh, I, I didn't really have the patience or time, I guess, to learn an instrument. I think, like, a little after high school, one of my friends tried to teach me, like, drums and, and uh, guitar, because they, they, they were more musicians, like, actual musicians, like, playing guitar and drums. And uh, I was trying to, like, just learn that for myself, just because, like, I was, like, super interested, and I was just like, oh, I love music, so why don't I learn an instrument? But I did not have the patience for it, like, at all. I'm just like, 
this is going to take way too much time and time that I don't have. So I'm just going to mix this and I'm just going to keep going to shows. I guess I must have been a, just a more more of a no-brainer to write about shows because, you, you know, you figured I do this enough as it is. So why don't <clears> I turn what I love into something? Yeah, it was just putting two things together that I really loved and just going with it. So it was the perfect opportunity for music and writing to be one one thing. And that's what it is. And that's what it still is. And it's still going. Do you remember the first show you've ever went to? Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I don't know if you know, you guys are in on the East Coast, right? Yeah. We're on the West Coast. We have, I don't know if you've heard of K-Rock. Yes. Yeah, K-R-O-Q. So, yep. Um, they have an annual summer concert show called Weenie Roast. I went to the show in 2004, I believe it was. Um, but the bands that were playing, it, it was a... The first band I ever saw was Story of the Year, who was actually one of my favorite bands at the time. Nice. So seeing them, seeing them, and we were like almost like at the rail. So we were like, because we were there like super early. I went with my dad, my brother, and my cousin, and my cousins were actually smaller and younger than me. They were only like, I don't even remember how old I was. I was like 14, and they were probably like 12, but we were all up there, and my dad took us all. But Story of the Year was like the very first band that I ever saw live. And it was such an amazing experience. And even those guys are still around. So I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever interviewed them. But if I get the chance to interview them, I'm just going to be like, dude, you guys were like the first concert, the first band I ever saw. You guys were like right there. And actually, I'll, I'll tell you about the other bands I, I, I was uh, that I saw at that show too. But uh, they actually played. This was like when their first album was out, Page Avenue. And oh, I love still, that album. Love that. This album. is still one of my favorite albums for sure. Like I love that album. Classic. Like, this was like. This was the band that, like, I loved, like, growing up, but um, they played songs off that album, but they actually played, uh, it was uh, Metallica. They played Metallica's Inter Sandman. Wow. And it was just so random for me. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, it was just, like, amazing because they were, I, they were just, like, I guess, playing to the crowd because, obviously, the crowd knew, the crowd didn't know who they were, but if they played, like, a cover song, then they would be, like, more into them. So they played... Metallica Inter Sandman, which was so random, but so freaking cool. So they played that. And then I remember uh, right after that, I think Yellow Card played. Nice. And then Hoobastank and then then Newfound Glory. And those were like on the little side stages where you, there was like no seating. So it was just like general admission. So first come, first serve. So we saw those bands. And then on the main stage, we saw Cypress Hill played, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, Modest Mouse. Really solid lineup, though. Yeah, oh yeah, if you th- if you look back on it now, it's like, damn, a lot of those bands like made it like huge, but I remember too, I kind of hate that we left, we only left early because my dad was like super tired, but we left during, I think the, the Hives were playing, and then after them, I remember Velvet Revolver was playing, oh, Bad Religion, nice. The Strokes, and then the Beastie Boys were like the headliners, but we missed like those bands, and I like so regret, like, I mean, I was only like a kid at the time, so I didn't really have like much say in like staying or anything but if it was up to me and if not my dad i would have totally stayed and just saw the rest of those bands just to say i saw the rest of those bands because i haven't seen the rest of those bands that were on that lineup no way i saw bad religion but but the rest of those bands like you're not going to be able to see them like ever again like bc boys they're never going to play it probably never play a show ever again that sounds like an amazing lineup that's definitely like half of the artists i like right there yeah, it's funny because uh, the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs played like the Hollywood Bowl, I think it was like a month or two ago. And one of my coworkers was like telling me, they're like, oh, like, I'm going to go see, I think it was LCD Sound System. And she's like, oh, are you going to go to that show or anything? And then I started like just talking about like the first show I went to that the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs were playing. And it was just like 10 plus years ago or not even. It's like 13, 14 years ago that I saw them. So that's crazy. That's like they're still around, too. So. So what are some bands that you've been able to interview and work with? I used to I used to compile a list of like every band that I like have interviewed, but it's just like gotten like so out of control that I just like didn't even keep up with it. But like <laughs> I said, Stick to Your Guns was like my one of my very first like interviews. Them I actually interviewed uh, Riley from Thrice, the drummer. Thrice is like my favorite band of all time, so I got to interview Riley from Thrice because when Thrice was in their hiatus, I don't remember what years they were in their hiatus, when they pretty much just weren't doing things as a band. They were doing their own little separate things, like just family life and whatnot. Uh, Riley had 
a little side project with Mike from Kowloon Walt City, but they had like it was like a grindcore band. It was just like a thing they were just like messing around with. They didn't play any shows or anything, but it was just like something that they just did on their own. But they called the band Puig Destroyer after a they, they named it after Yasiel Puig from the Dodgers. But I got the opportunity to interview Riley, and that was just super cool because it was just like, damn, this is like the drummer from my favorite band like of all time. And, like, he's giving me the opportunity to just interview him about this little project. That must have been really insane. Oh, yeah. Like, it was over the phone. And I think it was, like, it probably was, like, my third interview ever. And it was just, like, damn. Like, I have, like, my favorite, one of my favorite, like, artists, like, just on the phone with me just talking about what he loves. That must have been a lot to wrap your head around at the time. (laughs) It, It was. Like, I was just, like, every time during, before interviews, like, I get butterflies, especially, like, butterflies in my stomach, like, Because it's just, like, this person is just letting me, like, do this with them, talk to them, shoot the shit with them for X amount of minutes. Like, I just want to be prepared. Like, I want to make sure, like, the questions I have are super ready, super prepared, super in-depth. I don't want to ask them the same generic things, you know? That's, it's, that would be boring for me. That would be boring for them. They're just going to be more generic answers, and everybody's going to have the same answers. You want to dive deep. You want to go more in depth of like what they like, what they love, what they, what you think they will want to talk about. Absolutely. That's why why you need to like, just make sure you do your research because you want to make it more interesting for you and more interesting for them. So yeah, I I was talking about him, about his project. I didn't talk too much about Thrice because Thrice was on hiatus at the time. I didn't want to like dive too deep into it, but I kind of just like asked, a few questions at the end. I'm just like, oh, when's a, th- or for, this wasn't really for, well, it kind of was for me, but I was, I was just like, oh, so, well, for fans, like, of Thrice, when is Thrice going to get back together? He's just like, oh, it's not really up to me, but we're definitely going to get back together, like, sometime soon. Like, it's kind of in the works. So I was just like, oh, shit. That's like, <laughs> I was just like freaking out, like, on the other side of the phone. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm like so freaking excited for this. And that, wanna, that, like... That's funny, too, because you, you have to keep it together personally and be yeah, professional yeah, exactly. on the phone at the same time. Yeah, and, uh, but other than that, um, I dove deeper because, like, I was following him on Twitter and I think Instagram at the time. And he's, like, a huge baseball fan, like, a huge Angels fan, uh, LA Angels. So I'm a huge LA Angels fan, too. So I was just, like, just talking to him about, like, baseball, about music, about just, like, things I love. And I'm pretty sure it's things he loves as well. He loves as well. So that was, like, that was that was super cool. And that was, like I said, like, the third, the third interview I had. So I was just realizing, like, oh, okay, like, I can interview a whole bunch more of these bands that I want to. So I would just like any band that would like come to my city or any show that I was like already going to, I would just like search like, oh, okay, who's playing this show? Like, do I like this band? Do I like this band? Let's just uh, uh, pitch the PR reps or the bands and just say like, oh, okay, let's try to interview this band or let's try to interview this band. Like some would give you the opportunity and others would just be like, no, like, we're going to pass at this time, so... Do you have any other favorite moments with bands they've interviewed? It's not with, like, a specific band in general, but I remember Warped Tour, I think it was two years ago on Warped Tour. Yeah, it wasn't last year. It was the year before, but I got to interview at my date out here in Pomona, California. I got to interview 19 bands in one day. Wow. And that was probably, like, the most crazy, (laughs) nerve-wracking, tiresome day that I was, like that I've ever had for concert crap. I interviewed 19 bands in one day on camera. And then there was like a hand, like a couple off camera, but it was with my camera guy, Chris. And we were both, uh, we, we got approved for the show. So we ha- we were approved for the press area. So I was just like, Oh, okay, cool. But the only thing, like it, it, it was like a little nerve wracking because I didn't know exactly every single band I was approved for until I got to the show that day. And saw like the list and the bands, like the band they had the a, the list of bands and then the outlets that were like approved for them. So I just like when I was applying because this was like one of my first few times applying for Warp Tour, it said like, oh okay, if you're gonna interview, what bands do you want to interview? And literally they had every single band on Warp Tour, even if they weren't like playing your exact date, they just had every single one listed. So I literally checked almost every single box of that. <laughs> the application i was just like oh okay like i i honestly didn't think i was gonna get approved for like 
any maybe like one or two so i was just like okay like i'm sure like they're busy and a bunch of people are trying to like inquire like so about to uh inquire about like interviewing them so i was just like oh, okay i'm gonna check every single one maybe i'll get the opportunity to interview a few of them and then lo and behold like the day of i had so little time to get ready for like the rest of these interviews yeah like, how did you prepare like, for that but okay here's the thing too like you would check every single box and then some of the bands and or band reps would like interview you a few days or a week or two before and be like hey i saw that you were like interested in interviewing the band uh just uh kind of just hear some info on the band and that was kind of like it they didn't really like respond to like my my follow-up email or anything so i would just be like oh okay i'm approved for like two three four bands so i was just like oh okay cool so i got interview i got interview questions ready for like those bands but the ones that i wasn't prepared for I would just kind of have to go off and go off of based off of any knowledge that I had on that band. So there was like a handful or not even a handful. There's probably like, I don't know, like 10 or 15 where I actually knew like, oh, okay, this band just put out a new single or this band just put out a new album or they're going to put out a new album or something like that. So I just kind of had to just go off of like based off of my own general knowledge of like if I knew about the band I would talk about, like, their latest work. Obviously, I would talk about, like, oh, okay, how's the Warped Tour been? How are the shows been? Because it was, I think it was, like, one of the last few shows, too. So it was kind of wrapping up. So they got to, like, kind of just wrap up all their thoughts and ideas and everything from from the whole tour. So it was just kind of just, like, going off of that. And the thing was, too, uh, whoever was in charge of, like, running the press area, they already kind of knew, like, all the outlets and where they were, like, in the backstage area or on the side or wherever we were, if we had like a whole bunch of bands we were interviewing, she would just send the, the next band and be like, oh, okay, there, there's concert crap over there. Just go to them. And as we were interviewing a band, we saw like another band walk up and we were just like, I was just thinking like, damn it. Like we have to like, <laughs> we have to do another interview, like right after this, right after this, right after this. And there was seriously like, maybe I would say like two or three hours of nonstop interviews because she just it was a, this was probably like the middle of the day so it was like the hottest point of the day too oh it was man like 90 95 degrees and we were like with barely any shade so we were like in the sun most of the time and like i'm talking now like my throat was getting like so dry and just like so like scratchy i'm just like oh my god like i need to like take a break i'm <laughs> sure that really put your skills as a journalist to the test too it, it, defi- it definitely did because like i said it was like two or three hours and we probably in that span we probably interviewed like Eight, eight or nine bands because we were like around a corner so like the the area where she was at it was kind of blocked off so the bands have, would have to come around this like little fence so we wouldn't be able to like see anything because we were just kind of like because we were doing like our own thing and we just wanted to get like different like different shots different kind of like interview setups and whatnot so she would just send them and so a new band would just pop around the corner pop around the corner every like every like 10 to 15 minutes because they all had different times throughout the day, too, to, like, spread it all out. And then she, they would just pop around the corner, and it would just be like, oh, damn, like, we, like, I already knew, like, who the band, some of the band members were. So I was just, like, kind of, like, freaking out, like, as I was, like, interviewing the bands, like, on camera. So I was just thinking, like, oh, okay, I need to finish this one up so I could talk to these guys about this. I need to talk about these guys. I need to talk to these guys about this. So there was, like... Like I said, it was like two or three hours, but I probably interviewed like eight or nine bands within that span. Wow. And I was just so freaking tired after that. Like even the, my uh, camera guy who was holding the camera, he's like, just like, dude, we need to like drink some Gatorade. We need to drink some water. <laughs> we need to like, refuel. So we need to like just, yeah, refuel. And like by the end of the day, I think, yeah, we were just, we were just so beat. That's definitely like, a memory you'll never forget. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, I got to interview all these bands. It was freaking amazing. I remember we interviewed Young Guns. We interviewed Kane Hill, uh, The Color Morale, who I really love. We interviewed them. We interviewed Every Time I Die. A bunch of these are, are on our YouTube right now, but I know there's still some that we possibly haven't even published still because they just kind of got, like, backed. We got, like, backed up. And it's just like, we just haven't even published them yet because it's just like, it was just so much. And it's just like, even my camera guys is like, all right, well, I'm going to be busy for the next couple months. So <laughs> it was just, that, that was probably like one of the best like interview days for sure. But other than that, like, I remember uh, I interviewed these guys twice, but Micah Relocate, they're like a hardcore band, but they played a few shows like out here. Okay. And I interviewed them like one time. It was just like, 
it, it was in person, like at one of uh, one of the venues out here, Chain Reaction. It was like one of the venues out here, but I interviewed them like in their uh, in their mobile trailer, and it was like just diving deep into like how these guys like know each other, how they got together as a band, like kind of like their origins, and they were like super cool. They were super appreciative. And, like, after the interview, they're like, dude, that interview was, like, fucking awesome. So when, like, bands say things Aww, like that. That's always like, nice. Espe- especially, like, after, like, the interview's done. Like, that's, like, the best feeling because it's like, oh, okay, I did my job. Like, all they had to do was talk. And they talked about themselves. And they talked about their work and what they love and what they're doing. Because, obviously, you're not really going to be in the music industry if you don't really like it or love it. So they really enjoyed that. So they were just like, dude, that, that was, like, an awesome interview. That was, like, amazing. And then, uh, and then I followed up with they, them again, like on their next tour. And then we interviewed them. We interviewed them on camera, and they were just like so much more like laid back than their first because they re- they actually remembered me, and they were just like, dude, like, like they like remembered my name and everything. They're like, oh, hey, Corey, what's up? Like when I like first arrived, and they were just like so cool. That must have and, been a really and, cool feeling. Oh yeah, definitely, because they'll remember you like if like. I'm, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure people interview, like, bands all the time, you know? But you want to be one of the memorable ones. You want to be, like, the one that stands out. That's why I try to think of, like, different questions and different things. like Questions of substance. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to just talk about, like, their new album or their new single. Like, I'm sure they talked about that with every single outlet that talked before them, you know? Right. Dive a little deeper, like, figure out what they like, what they don't like, you know? Just anything that not really ticks them off, but just makes them think about like more than what they actually do growing up did you know that you wanted to become a journalist or how'd you fall into that career path i didn't know what i wanted to do like at all well of course being a kid and all and loving baseball i wanted to be a baseball player that didn't really pan out i got kind of lazy during high school and i was just like oh okay it's not really for me and then uh community college i went to you had to try to think of something not really like super quick but just in time like oh, okay well, what do you want to kind of do for the rest of your life and then i was uh, just taking classes like routine classes that you needed to take for like your general ed and one of them of course was like english class where it was like writing essays and all that fun stuff like punctuation and grammar and all that boring stuff that nobody likes and then uh i had one teacher we had to write it was like an essay but it was like a 10 page essay or something and we had to, like, dive super deep on whatever topic we chose. So I chose, like, something in a, something to do with sports and, like, salaries. Uh, like, how much players are being paid throughout, like, the major sports. So, so like, baseball, football, basketball, NHL. And right. I was kind of just, like, comparing them. Comparing, like, comparing the salaries. Like, how much different they are from baseball to, like, I think it's every other, every other of those uh, three that I listed, so like NFL, because they have like salary caps. This was like, I don't know, this was like so many years ago. This was probably like 10 years ago I wrote this thing, but but it was just diving deeper onto, into like how much they make and why it would be, why it's beneficial for the league or why it's, why it's a con and why it, it wouldn't be a good thing. See, so it was just like the pros and cons on it. But I remember I wrote that essay and I was just like super into it. I was just trying to get all this information. There's not like a ton of information on like salaries and stuff with uh sports or or, uh there is there is a topics but it's just like how much they make and how much their contract is so i had to like dive deeper like get more behind the scenes look on into like and more opinion based like into uh why it's a good thing why it's a bad thing for the leagues and fans in general but i wrote that and i was just like so into it and it was just like damn this is like awesome like just trying to like find this information trying to like trying to find this information that other people don't know about that's what it was. I think that's what it like triggered it in my mind. It's like this is like super interesting to me. That's what gave you the spark to kind of dive more into. Okay, well maybe I could do this. Yeah, like 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 I said, like diving deeper into like the subject matter that other people don't know about or don't think about or have no idea about. So that's what it was. Like that, it was with uh, sports for me at first, and then uh, I was just like, oh, I remember on that essay too. I got like a perfect score, and even the teacher was just like. This is like a really good essay. Like, can I have like a copy of it? Just like, oh yeah, for sure. Like, definitely. Like, take it. Whatever. Do whatever you want with it. Like, show it off to the rest of your future classes and whatnot. So I gave it to her. It was just like super cool that I got. I was just like super proud that I got like 
a perfect score on it too because I had never gotten a perfect score on an essay or anything and then just after that like just going to the show like just after that I was just like oh, okay I want to be like a writer I want to be like a journalist I want to like interview people at, like, at first too I was like like I said uh, like I wanted to do it with sports so I wanted to be like a sports journalist but then I was thinking like like as like the days weeks years went on I was just thinking like it's going to be probably a little hard to interview like sporting athletes. I mean, it, it, in retrospect now, now that I think of it, you can interview like anybody you want almost. But like, I was just trying, I was just thinking like MLB players, like professional, super like high level players. Like those would be the ones that would be a little more difficult to get to, but you could do like low level athletes, just like bands. You could do low level bands and athletes and anybody almost. So, as I was going to shows, I was just thinking like, oh, okay, I love music, obviously, so why don't I dive deeper into music and write about music? Just something I love. I don't know. I didn't think it was going to create like all these opportunities for me in the future, but it's definitely something to think about now. In your opinion, what are some of the hardest aspects of being a journalist? The hardest thing is just, it takes a lot of time to, I guess, hone your craft, and even when you hone your craft and writing in general like it still takes a lot of time to figure things out but the research the research of course does take a long time it's not the hardest part but it's just a matter of what do you want to ask these people what do you want to report on the hardest things too are like if you're not sure i guess i guess because there's some gray area when it comes to like journalists and stuff and black blackballing people and you don't want to like put out the wrong thing especially like if it's something the band didn't want to say, if it's something of course. Uh, inter- the person you're interviewing, depending on like what they're talking about, if you put it out there, like, are they going to be mad? Are they going to be upset? Uh, what is it? Journalistic integrity. You want that to be like up there because people only want to work with you if you have a good rapport. So you want to make sure you maintain that. Of course, it goes without saying like you should be reporting like the best things and nothing like negative or anything but sometimes people do do that and you just need to like stray away from that so it's just kind of like a matter of reaching out and just making sure you're doing the right things make sure make sure you're just be nice to people don't be an asshole just be like respectful because when you're not respectful or you don't follow the rules that's when people are going to be like oh okay i don't want to work with this person anymore totally agree with that totally agree be, be apologetic if you do something wrong just explain yourself. Just make sure you're following up with people. It's just a matter of being like a respectful and good person when it comes to anybody or anything. And not just in this industry, but any industry or anywhere you work. Just do that and you should be okay. So I know you touched upon this a little bit earlier, but I wanted you to go into more details of this. When you first started out, how were you able to build your credibility within the music community to score these interviews and get this exclusive content? I think it was just consistently going out and like reaching out to um, reaching out to reps and bands and just asking. That's literally all I was doing was asking. I wasn't like I wasn't like pestering people like at shows or anything because I'm actually like kind of like really shy and I don't always want to like just go up to people and like strike a conversation or be that person who like is like super rude or just super like assertive i guess in person but i'll do it like more behind the scenes and be like i'll like send an email and just say like hey can i interview this band or can i go out there can i talk to these people because you don't think you're going to have these opportunities until you do it so you just have to go out there and and uh, like i said before like building the uh building the social media following was definitely a big help too because a lot of i think i think a lot of uh bands and uh, PR reps, I think they do look at a, at a lot of the numbers and the content, like, wherever you're posting it. I think they do look at that, and they'll see, like, oh, okay, why should I approve them? Because look at their presence online. So if, if you're building your presence, you want to build it consistently. You want to build it often. You want to build it very fluidly. So just doing that, I think, is definitely a big step into any business now because social media is a big deal now and it's been growing since I've been growing concert crap so it's changing all the time so you kind of have to change with it you have to post consistently post good content because if you're posting good content others will see that not just like fans but people you want to work with they'll see that and they'll be like oh okay I want to work with this site 
So they'll reach out to me. I'll reach out to them. They'll see how we post, what we post, how often we post. And I think, of course, they're going to like that. You know, if we post once a month, they're going to be like, oh, okay, well, why haven't you posted in a while? I don't want to work with you because you don't post at all. So just posting more often, like consistency, first, definitely yeah, posting, consistency. posting consistently. Mm-hmm. At first, when it was me doing it, I would only get like out a few uh, reviews and everything like every once in a great while because it was me. And I had to balance school, work, all this stuff, you know, as I was growing or as I was uh, going on with it, other people just started reaching out because I just had my email up there for just general inquiries. If people wanted to like see what I was about or want to work with me or anything, I was just hoping like, oh, okay, if I put my email out there, other people can like try to email me about anything, you know? So then slowly and surely people would start like emailing me like, hey, like, can I work with you guys? Like, I don't really have like a ton of experience, but. I want to work with you guys. So that was a definite big help too. So when people started like reaching out to me about like working with me or working for the site, that was definitely a big, a big relief too. And a big help because it wasn't just me posting. And when people started reaching out to you, how did you decipher who you wanted to bring on the concert crap team versus content that maybe wasn't quality enough for the website? It's funny because when I was first starting out, I was just, like, so happy that, like, people were, like, willing to, like, work for the site. So I was saying yes to almost everybody. So <laughs> I would, I probably had, like, I don't know, there, like, 10 people that was that were, like, working for me for, like, I don't know. I, I don't even remember. It's hard to, like, keep track of, like, everybody now. I, I keep it a little more, uh, I guess, focused now and a little more organized now. But at first I was just like, yes, 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 of course you can work. I was, like, super excited and just super happy, like, just to get, like, more content out. Like, people in, like, different areas, people, like across the uh the united states um it, it wasn't really like i would just like look at their work and look at their socials or look at their website i was just like oh okay whatever like i like i said i was just saying yes to everybody so at first i was just like very open because since it was more of like a startup website and it still kind of is you know like we're still like changing things like on the regular people were just reaching out i was just super excited so i was just telling them yes 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 so as like the site was growing like i had to figure out new things like for these people like to uh add stuff to the website so i would have to send them like invites to like publish on the or uh, edit posts like just because i i noticed too as i was like getting more uh content creators and photographers writers or whatever it was as i was getting that content i was like spending more and more time on my computer and i was just like damn this is taking me a long time so i need to i need to i needed to like figure out systems to like make it so it wouldn't take so much time out of my like everyday life because I would seriously like get home from work and I would or school and I would just be on my computer all night I would like I was just like damn this is taking me a long time and even my girlfriend she was like why are you like spending so much time on your computer I'm just like oh I need to do stuff for concert cup I need to fix this I need to do this I need to upload this like this person just send me stuff I need to do all this so I was just like oh okay this is way too much time so I needed to like think of like uh more organized systems for them for me just like rules to follow like hey this is how you post or this is what you do so i would lay out like more step-by-steps of like how to put things on the website or how to upload or any like little questions they had like kind of just have it more in like a like an uh, a document so if they needed if they had like a question they wouldn't always have to come to me like right away they could just go to that document and just keep it like i i would just like think of things like they would think of and just try to keep it more organized, you know? Do you have any future plans or personal goals that you want to achieve with Concert Crap? One thing I am kind of working on, um, we're kind of trying to revamp our uh, logo. Like, we've had the same logo for a good while. So I'm working with one of my uh, co-workers, actually. Uh, He's a graphic uh, designer as well. So we're going to work on a different uh, logo. That's more of a short-term thing, but with that logo, I want to create more uh, merchandise for people because I know there are people that have, like, that, that have been following us for a good long while or people that are fans of us. So I just want to get out some kind of, like, merchandise. It's just a matter of uh, me putting it out there because I know we have the the current logo we have now, but it just it's just literally just a C. But people that don't know who it, what it is, like, I want to have it so it says, like, it actually says concert crap. And not just like the C, because not everybody's going to recognize that, because not everybody knows about it. Right, the but, C is just the but, symbol. 
Yeah, so I'm definitely working on the merchandise that's in the works right now. So hopefully I'll get that out sometime soon because I really want to put that out there because I even want a freaking shirt, you know? I don't have any like shirts <laughs> or anything. I have like some stickers and some magnets, but that's kind of it. And it's only like a handful. It's not like a shitload of them, but it's definitely something I want to put out there. So You got to get your own gear. <laughs> yeah, that's def- that'll definitely be and hopefully be a little bit of a moneymaker for us, but in the long term, it's just a matter of, for, especially for the site and like the, the social the social uh, platforms, it's just a matter of growing and trying to be different and just trying to trying to just be different within the industry and be different for people we're interviewing, people that are working with us, just just trying to grow. Like it is kind of just marketing in general as well. I didn't even think of that until right now, actually. But it's just a matter of trying to be like unique because you want to be unique in any industry. You don't want to be boring. You don't want to be generic. You don't want to be the same like everybody else. This is why, like, when people are like pitching me stuff, sometimes they'll like pitch me an idea and they'll be like, oh, hey, we should try this with this band. Or even if uh, bands and reps are putting themselves out there, most of them will just say, like, hey, check out our new single. Hey, check out our new album. We just released it. Or hey, can you interview us? But it's just like, oh, okay, that's that's the same. That's generic. That's boring. But when I get a, an email that says like, hey, can we create like a playlist for you guys? Or can we do this for you guys? It, or it's just something Yeah, that's the creativity that. that you want for the site. That's the creativity. And that's definitely the marketing too. Because when others visit the site, it'll be like, oh, hey, that's different. Let me click on that. Let me visit this because it's different. This is something I guess other marketing people need to do as well in their in their everyday jobs they need to try to think of different things to do with their clients their products their brands whatever it is it's just a matter of being different and it's just that's what i always try to do that's what i tell uh all my contributors as well i'm just like oh okay you're doing this but it's the same or if they ask me like hey can i cover this festival I don't say like, yes, right away. I say, what are you going to do to make it different? What are you going to do at the show? Like be different. Like you want to have that eye catchy headline. So that's why, I, that's too, why I started the, uh, the guest blogs. It was also because it was, I honestly, I think it was a thing that like, oh, okay, this, uh, this, uh, band representative or label representative, like I was really working with a lot. I can't remember who it was. Um, I was working with them a lot and I would always like answer their emails. They would always answer my emails. So they would be like, Hey, I have this new artist. And I was just thinking like, Oh, okay. I'm not really into that artist, but I'll help them out because I'm like cool with this person and I want to keep working with them. And like, I really like talking with them, you know? Yeah. But I just pitched them like, Hey, how about a guest blog? Because I honestly didn't want to do an interview or something, or I didn't want to like <laughs> do an album review. So I would just be like, Hey, like how about a guest blog? Like the band can write whatever they want. Like you give yourself your own spotlight pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it would just take away time from me interviewing or editing or anything like that, you know? And that's something, that's something I also wanted to ask you when it comes to posting content and the genres that you cover, how do you go about that? Do you just pick stuff that you personally listen to or do you try to expand it? How do you weed things out? There's honestly nothing that I'm against like at all. Like I have my contributors and they can post or talk about or research anything they want i have no limits as to what they want to cover at first it was just me and it's still kind of just me just trying to interview and get to know like specific this is why i started too like i wanted to get to know the artists that i was really into so that's why i started the website that's why i started interviews i'm just like oh okay this will be me getting to know this person on a more personal level so that's why i started the website too but i have like no limitations on what people want to talk about, what they want to post about. And Corey, I know that you gave a lot of really good tips and information throughout this episode, so thank you for that. Do you have any further advice for aspiring journalists and photographers? Make sure you do your research. Make sure you know what you're talking about. Like, it might be difficult. It might take a lot of time. Like, when I was doing interviews all the time, sometimes it would take me, like, an hour to write out, like, I don't know, like, five to... 15 questions sometimes it would take like three or four hours because i actually wanted to like listen to the bands even if it's something you're not really passionate about just make sure you know what you're talking about just be straight into the point don't like beat around the bush you don't have to have a huge long essay explaining like why you want to interview a band just be straight out like hey i want to interview this band on this day 
okay, how do I do that? Or I work with this website. How do I go about photographing this band? How do I do that? You just ask questions. If you get a no, you get a no. Somebody will say yes. Not everybody's going to say no. Yeah, all it, most, all it takes is that one yes. Yeah, like that's all you have to do. And I, like I said, I usually say yes to everybody. There's not much where I say no to people. Maybe if like you have zero experience and you've never photographed a show, you don't even own a camera, you have a camera phone and you're trying to shoot a show, yeah, I'll say no to that probably. But at least you asked. And then I can tell you like, hey, we're probably not the best fit for you. But you should try a different website. Well, Corey, I love what you're doing with the website. I love even more how passionate you are about it and how much you're willing to help people move mm-hmm. forward in their career. I think that's really admirable. Yeah, definitely. I'm always here to help. Like, if people are asking, even not just about concert grab, but just at work or in general, like in my everyday life, if people ask me for advice, I'll help them out. That's all you have to do. Just ask questions. So for our listeners, can you please tell them where to go, how to reach your website, and where people can find you on social media? Yeah, of course. Like ConcertCrap.com. Uh, it's just like it sounds, ConcertCrap.com. Uh, we're on all the major socials. So our big ones are Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Instagram and Facebook. Just search us, ConcertCrap. You'll find this. And uh, we're trying to build our YouTube as well. Uh, slowly but surely, we're trying to build that out there. So... You can search Concert Crap on there. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Before we let you go, I got to ask, because we are Music Matters Media, why does music matter to you? Music matters because it's a big stress reliever. It feels good to listen to music, especially live music. When you're at a show, nothing else matters. When you're seeing that band you really love, nothing else matters. All that matters is the way you feel about that artist that's on stage. All that matters is the way they make you feel. You feel good about it. You feel angry about it. You feel happy about it. You feel sad about it. They make you feel a certain way because music matters. Corey, that was great. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much. Happy to do it again. Alright guys, well that was Corey Kleinsasser, founder of Concert Crap, which is a website for concert coverage, photos, reviews, music news, all things music. It was really nice talking to him today. He he really gave in-depth information on what it's like to be a music journalist and what you can expect going down that career path. Yeah, he really made his own success and that's really awesome. So guys, if you haven't checked out the website already, please go visit Concert Crap at www.concertcrap.com. That is www.concertcrap.com. And you can follow Concert Crap on social media. They're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name of Concert Crap. You'll be able to find them easily. Check out the site full of really interesting exclusive content. And as always, you guys, we want to know what you thought of today's episode. What do you think of some of the bands that Corey has interviewed and seen? What did you think about all the knowledge he gave to up-and-coming music journalists and photographers? We want to know all your thoughts, so please feel free to reach out to us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And stay tuned for our next episode.